the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, along with Pastor Julian Gibb, talk with pastors and leaders about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Welcome, everybody, to The Kingdom and Its Stories. We're delighted to have you with us today, whether you're listening on the radio or you're watching the video cast. Um, But The Kingdom and Its Stories is about inviting people that God has used and shown specific ways to be Jesus' hands and feet uh, in their lives as a part of their lifestyle. And we don't present them um, or interview them in the sense of, well, here's a hero that we're, or heroine that we're interviewing. They're just people like you and me who God has touched and given us the great honor and privilege of being his hands and feet. But a lot of times people think, well, how could I do that? You know, I'd live just a, a, a regular humdrum life, and, you know, and, and I wouldn't even know how to begin to go about that. Well, these interviews are designed to help you just to give you an example, not to, so that you copy and you do exactly the same thing, but it's sometimes when you hear a story, it prompts you in your mind and heart to think, you know what, I could, I could do that in this way, in my own context. And so this morning, we have Bonnie Mock with us this morning. And um, Bonnie is a businesswoman, and, um, and God has shown her unique ways to be Jesus' hands and feet. So, Bonnie, welcome to the program. We're glad you've joined us today. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you, Julie, and I appreciate it so much. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, you're 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 more than welcome bunny and and uh, so tell us the elevator version of what it is you do okay well my company is a leadership spiritual leadership coaching company and that has been a real open door for what i do and it my what i do is i'm the voice hands and feet i pray to be of Jesus Christ, the gospel in the scriptures that God has invested in me. And to the name of your company is what? It's called The Crowning. The Crowning. Okay. All right. And 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 that is a describe again. What is the crowning? What does it the, what does it do? It is I I coach leaders. I coach CEOs, top executives, leaders in whatever their area is, not business coaching, but coaching them as a person so they have a greater understanding of the freedom that comes in Christ and the transforming power of Christ, 
uh, through the word, through just the listening, asking questions that the Holy Spirit prompts me to ask, and it has been extraordinary. Uh, we break through to to the real core of what's causing them to feel stuck, because everyone's stuck in some area, and Jesus came to set us free, and 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 He has the power in the Word to do so, and it's just been an amazing journey. But it came through way of suffering, of course. You know, we go through those crucibles that God right. trains us through. Right. Okay. Can you give us um, a story that would illustrate um, how you work? Sure. Um, I come from a ministry background, 15 years as a full-time pastor's wife, and then life changed and I was suddenly a single mother of four. So I delved into the Word more than I had ever done before. And it was mm. filling with the word. Then I noticed that when people would talk to me, the Holy Spirit would bring up the scriptures that would apply to what their situation was, whether they okay. were a believer or a non-believer. And I was put All in right. a situation that a job that was there was 80 employees in one place. Uh, I was the only believer. And God, that was my mission field for 18 years. It was pretty much incredible. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you practice this yourself, um, is that what you're saying? And and in in that in that 18 years, well, what it was was I was thrown into it. The Lord was training me and teaching me His Word, and then eventually, 15 years later or 13 years later, I went and took a spiritual leading leadership coaching course, and that took a couple of years so that I could become certified. I went through the uh, Blackaby Ministry international up in atlanta and became certified through that ministry and then shortly after that in the end of 2017 the crowning was fully going forward i got hired by a company and i left that other job and coaching and and just being a minister of the gospel wherever he leads me um right is what i do but it was oh i'm so sorry no, go ahead. It was the things that took place in that in that job that I was at for 18 years because it was ground floor of being surrounded by – here I went from a lifetime of being in just in church and was a wife and a mother and all these things that seemed to be scripted the way I wanted them scripted. And suddenly right. I'm thrown into this environment that was quite corrupt and very different, but the love of Jesus Christ and his word – was living very lively through me. And it did not take long for the people to know that I was a Christian. Even though I didn't go around saying that, they knew I was. And I I could tell you something that was very dramatic. I was downstairs on the, on the floor of this company, and um, a manager came running down the stairs and grabbed me and pulled me upstairs into – it was a lady <laughs> – pulled me upstairs into one of the offices – took both arms, threw me to the ground, and she I had no clue what was going on. And she just looked at me. She goes, I know you're a Christian. I need you to pray right now. I just received a phone call that my daughter was molested. So in that moment, I knew, okay, God is, he's brought me here, and he's going to use me, and he's making himself known just by me living out him. He's living out through me. And that wow. was one of so many incidents where I would be pulled out. I ended up becoming a a manager to a a department and I would get pulled out of my department to go either pray with people or 
counsel them or sit with them and just be this it was the the spirit of Christ that would be this calming you know it's it's, it's amazing to me Bonnie that that you hadn't advertised you know that you were a Christian but people knew that you were a Christian and then when there was a crisis mm-hmm. um, they came to you that yeah and and said please mm-hmm. help pray that's wow. the power of the word of God in us and we're following after the spirit it is a flow it is we are walking after you know he fills us I had spent about four years in the Old Testament alone because I came to at the time of my divorce I became, I came to a place of desperation and you know having these young babies I had four children in five years and so I would get up at 4 a.m. And um, and get in the word and, and be before the Lord for two hours before getting my family up. And then from 10 to midnight, do the same thing for four years. Because I said, God, I have I know what I've been taught and I know what, you know, I love your word. I love being around your people, but I'm desperate. I need to know you that I can trust you. You don't trust anybody you don't know. And the best Somebody way to- how, how, how important is knowing and spending time with the word of God to, uh, <laughs> to fulfilling the experience that God is giving, has given and giving you. 100%. That is, oh, that is what I have forever since that time encouraged people to do. There's so many other things that we can do that we could fill our time with, and they're good things and they might be righteous things, but nothing compares to that quiet time with the Lord where you are just still before him and his word is alive. It's active. It's breathing. It's for this moment. It is not an ancient architectural something just to speculate or look at or be so fascinated by. It is the living word of God for now, for exactly where we are in this moment. And and I have found that because my greater ministry was in this place of darkness. Here I had been in a church, and all of a sudden I realized this is the place of great ministry because people were coming, whether they were a customer, a coworker, somebody at the highest corporate level, I was able to, God gave me favor to, to pour into them without it being preachy. But there are times I will tell you that I'd say, if I can be completely honest with you, I'm a believer and I follow the word of God and his word says this, and this is where you would find your, your safety. This is where you would find your answers. And God gave me favor. Somebody tried to, tried to trip me up once. He knew I was a believer by this time. And I walked in front of one of the main desks and he said, Bonnie, why are you always so cheerful? I had to think quickly. And I said, because I have hope. And he wanted to dig deeper. And I knew what he was doing because there were many people standing there watching. And he says, okay, that's great. But what is your hope in? And I said, okay, Lord, I don't care if I lose my job. I have an opportunity to proclaim your name. And I said, my hope, I said, my hope is in the fact that Jesus Christ gave, came to earth, gave his life for me, took my sins upon the cross. I went through the entire gospel message. And I said, he (laughs) finished the work on the cross, was buried in a tomb. But three days later, what sealed the deal was that tomb was opened. I'm redeemed forever. So no matter what happens here, I have hope. 
it silenced every voice. And I just now, went on and walked. The people who are no one said one word. No one said one <laughs> word. It was complete silence. And I went on my way to go back to what I was doing. <laughs> it was just that. It was so right. awesome. It was you knew the Holy Spirit was there because and nothing happened. I didn't get reprimanded or anything. He was somebody in management. And another time I um I was pulled up because somebody who had come into the company, a customer had come in, had a some kind of an epileptic attack, a young lady. Mm-hmm. And they yes. had laid her down on the floor and called the ambulance and her fiance. And she was just writhing and shaking. Right. And they called me in. Can you sit with her till the ambulance gets here? And I'm trying to do all the logical things. I'm covering her. I took my jacket off. I covered her. I bundled up a bunch of stuff to give her a blanket. I got her orange juice. I got her water. Nothing. And I said, you know what, honey? <laughs> I said, I'm not able to help you. What, what is your concept of God? She goes, I believe in him. I said, okay. He's the one who can help. Are you okay if I pray with you? Please pray with me. I prayed. She went completely calm. Amgen's came. I went back to work. Following morning, one of my managers walked up to me, and he said, um, we got a phone call, and we heard what you did. Uh, the gal called in, and, we, and she did tell us you prayed with her. And I thought, okay, that's it. And yeah. he said, <laughs> he said um, I want you to know. If anyone gives you any problem with that, I will stand behind you 100% because she Praise couldn't say enough how thankful she was that you were in that place at that time to sit with her and pray with her. Right. Yeah. Great, great, Bonnie. Um, I want to let those of you who are listening or watching know that we're, we're uh, having an interview with Bonnie Mock, um, who is a, a, a spiritual counselor really and um and that's her business um and god has from what we're hearing the story of has used her own experience to bring her to a place where god is working through her to be the hands and feet of jesus Mm -hmm. and those of you who are listening and watching i just want you to know that as you listen and watch that you would just say lord Help me to learn from Bonnie's experience what you're saying to me and how I can be your hands and feet. So, Bonnie, let's let's um, come back. What are some of the stories of uh, not just your experience, but the experience that God has given people that you've counseled? And how has that, you know, changed, you know, how is your counseling and and um, and guidance for the people that God has led you to to provide input to. How has that changed their lives? Oh, I uh, right off the top of my head, I'll tell you one of the very first ones was a man who had his own financial firm, and he sat before me, and I just asked him. Um, I, I I really rely on the Holy Spirit to be totally truthful. I just. I don't come with a schedule or a form of questions. Isn't um, isn't that risky, Bonnie? Not when you <laughs> not when you're very not when you are um, when you are walking in the spirit. It just flows. I mean, okay. there is one you can have, you can use. I just have found through now these last almost going on to five years, I have found that um, 
that this this is what's worked every single time. So the Holy Spirit prompted me to ask this man, tell me how your day begins. And he said, I, I go every morning, I go over the portfolios of the clients I'm going to visit that day. And I felt prompted to ask him, well, tell me even before that. And, and I thought, oh, boy, what am I doing here? And um, And he looked at me kind of puzzled, and he said, do you mean, do I pray for my clients? Because a coach does not try to corner you into thinking something right, they shouldn't right. if they do that then then they're doing they're on their own agenda uh, we're trying to get to the core of what the issue is so he said um he just looked blank and then he looked at me and he goes maybe i should be praying for my clients every morning mm, wow and wow. i thought well there you go that's beautiful now you know that's something you can do and he went silent and he put his head down and um he began to weep he began to weep so hard, he put his hands over his face, and I've never seen this before where the tears come out from behind. Mm. And I wasn't, I, w- I did not know what was going on. And then he said, I should be paying that kind of attention to my children. <laughs> and I said, oh, you have children. Can you tell me a little bit about them? And he told me he had a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, a son and a daughter. I says, tell me a little bit about your relationship with them and how they how they relate to you. And he couldn't hardly talk. Mm. He said, they're afraid of me. I'm unapproachable. So see, and we Mm. prayed together and he went. So that's exactly what it seems to happen is you go, you sit before somebody, they think that they would like help in how they're running a lot of things in their business. But in order to run things really smooth in your business, it's when you have really gotten together with the Lord and helped him have him help you walk through and be purified so that man left knowing not even thinking about his business he left with the thought I'm going to go home and I'm going to be a better father and I'm going to be somebody my children aren't afraid of right yeah that that reminds me of a pastor that I met in one of my training sessions and I, I mentioned that my dad was my hero and he came up to me afterwards and he said, I don't understand. What do you mean your father was your hero? And I told him you know, some of the things. And he said, you know, in my culture, he was from North Africa. He said, in my culture, the father is the lion wow. that everybody's afraid of, not the hero. And he said, from what you told me and how I can see that has impacted your life, I'm going to go home and I'm going to begin to be a hero to my family and my children. And then I'm going to preach that in my church so that the men of my church know that their role is not to be the lion, but to be the hero. And wow, Bonnie, that, that, that story you just told is, is so in line with that, that whole mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Not, think the kids be afraid of you but they want to approach you they want you they want to feel that love wow so um what what are some um some recent stories or a recent story that can illustrate again how what your counseling does to change the life of some of the business people that you are advising well, <clears throat> there have been some very, very up-to-date recent ones, and I'm thinking here because I can't divulge um, 
I can't divulge some things, but what what I have, what sat before me at one point was a situation that I thought I was in over my head because they they had a life situation that was so um, painful that I I carried it with me to going, how did they walk through that? If that had happened to me, how would I, how would I be today? Because it was so tragic. And what came through that was the Holy Spirit was showing me that that person needed to be comfortable and safe and trusting God, but they didn't really know him for who he is. They're born Mm -hmm. again, and they are following him, but they don't know him. Like I had gone all those years being afraid, thinking it was performance-based. And and then I learned grace. Once you learn grace, you obey Christ out of love for him rather than performance. Big difference, isn't it? Life, completely life difference. And I watched over, uh, I thought they weren't going to come back, and they did. And I, I promised them. I said that we'll never be this tough ever again. We've got through the hardest part. Let's go forward here. To where with, by the third session, um, they were very open about that they felt freer. And they began to realize they could trust God. He was trustworthy. Because my opening question was, what are what is your thought of God? And it it looked like it wasn't, you know, grounded in a relationship as much as uh, I want to please him because I don't want him to to hurt me or my family. So anybody we talk to, though, Bob, anybody, if we're standing in the post office, which just happened last week or two weeks ago, I just began speaking to a lady and it turned into this incredible, let me tell you about the freedom of God the freedom that Christ gives mm-hmm. you. And that was just in the post office. When I think it was Joshua was told that everywhere you put your feet is ground, is territory I've given you. We need to see that Amen. when God leads by steps and he is a sovereign God, every encounter is an opportunity. Now, we don't preach to everybody in every encounter. A gentle smile, a compliment that's sincere and genuine from the heart can be enough to cause a person to recognize that there's something, there's a spirit of God in that person. So then God takes that person on forward, and another believer shows the spirit of Christ. And that's God leading and directing to his opening their heart to finally coming to him. So whatever degree it is that God is calling you to minister, you're a minister where you are at in this moment, always. Yeah, you know that's that's something that I really need to pay attention to, attention to personally because when I get irritated with somebody on the phone, you know, um, you know, <laughs> power person that is working on right right now, our power is off, you know, um, because there was a mistake and uh, and I really got crusty you know with, with the lady that um that represented the power company and um you know and i catch myself doing those things and need to be reminded that like you said wherever we put our feet whoever we're in contact with on the telephone mm-hmm. whoever we meet on the street in the grocery store or wherever it is that is a preordained opportunity for us to be Jesus God, yes. in the lives of those people. Mm-hmm. 
And so I just really appreciate, um, you appreciate that reminder. Um, it's not, it's not that you have these special appointments that you know about beforehand. (laughs) It's wherever you are. And when people look at us, they either see Jesus, even though they may not know who they're seeing. Right, right. Or we are detracting Mm -hmm. from that person's ability Mm -hmm. to see and to know him. Wow. That grieves my heart when if I feel I have misrepresented him. Because I want people to know him so badly. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, that I think we need to recognize that we do that. Mm-hmm. And do. when we do that, we need to confess it and say, oh, Lord, help yes. me. Yes. Help me. Yeah. You have 30 seconds um, to speak to those who are listening and watching. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? I would say get to know your Heavenly Father. Know him as the father, the good father. And you do that by spending time alone with him, opening up Mm. his word and letting his word fill you because he promises that his Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance the scriptures that you have been reading and that he's been pouring into you. And you will find that you will follow right after him and bless everyone that comes into your, into your, uh, to encounter you. Thank you, Brian Buck. (laughs) Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. And um, my prayer for you, for me, and for those who are listening and watching, to just remember that we are Jesus for the people that we encounter. Amen. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Have a great day. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360. We'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.